I'm Corinne. And I'm Dustin. And welcome back, listeners, to the finest photo entertainment in the world. That's right. You're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. An irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Corinne, how are you? I'm okay. I have a little bit of a cold, so I apologize. Where is Steven? Steve is in Disney. Lucky duck. What a lucky duck. Maybe perhaps a Donald duck? Mm. Was it? No, nothing. No. <laughs> nothing for that. This is going to be a long episode. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not good at this. <laughs> So, as Corinne alluded to, Stephen is on vacation this week, but we did not want to leave our dear, dear listeners in, you know, hanging dry. What What's the phrase I'm looking for? Leave high and dry. Leave them high and dry. And uh, so, we wanted to give you a little, a little taste. I know a couple weeks back you got a little taste of the Stephen Jen show. So we thought we'd bring you a little bit of what I have to work with on my end here. With uh, my lovely, beautiful, talented, amazing wife, Corinne. Oh, my. <laughs> In fact, other than wedding days, this perhaps might be the longest conversation we've had all wedding season. <laughs> this is a long month. <laughs> uh, so, Cor- Corinne, who who are you? That's a big question. Uh, we have big questions here on the hard-hitting <laughs> Wedding Photo Hangover podcast where we ask what those those out there might not ask (laughs) well i am a mother of two beautiful babies i do they have a father yeah that would be you silly goose darn it good question (laughs) um i have been married to dustin Mm, that you all love to listen to he sounds fantastic for six years really has it been that long yeah six years six glorious years and um I married into this amazing uh, business of wedding photography. He's taught me everything I know. Before that, I was a professional ballet dancer and then went to school for seven years to be a doctor of physical therapy. But I kind of have many, many jobs that, that I do right now. Mom, photographer, and doctor of physical therapy. So out of those three, what would you say your favorite is? Because I noticed, I noticed like husband wasn't on there. So I assume, <laughs> you know, that's not, that didn't even make the list of the three hats you wear. Okay, it was like four. photographer, mom, physical therapist. <laughs> so I'm just kind of curious sort of where I fall in that. I'm just kind of your coworker at this point. No, husband is, is not a job that, that. I'm, but mom is? Mom is a job? Uh, it kind of feels like it at times, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Now that he put it that way, I feel bad. <laughs> Good. That's my whole goal tonight is just to make you feel bad. That's not good. Oh, it's it's. This very, is going to be a very long hour. You're right. Mm, I love long hours <clears throat> with, with you. With you. <laughs> so, so all the listeners out there, mainly Steven, who listens... Would like to know how do you put up with me? How do you handle all of this greatness alongside you on a wedding day? Well, most of the time, I love working with you. 
That that sounds like there's a but. There is a but. Yeah. <laughs> I it's very hard to be told what to do on a wedding day by your husband. Mm, but I do it so well, right, babe? Mm, most of the time. Mm, <laughs> I roll time. my eyes at you a lot. Yeah, but it's day. it's sort of part of like our shtick, yeah, our charm, yeah. our yeah, playfulness. Yeah, is it playful? I think I, I'm feels hoping angry it comes sometimes. off that it way. Feels, <laughs> it feels a little angry, a little resentful. Oh, are we going there? No, no, we we are we are there. There is no going. That's where we are, babe. We're in this world of mystery and love. So how, so I mean, that brings me back to my question though. How do you put up with me on a wedding day? Just like I am right now, giving you the stare. (laughs) All right, I guess we will uh, move on from that. Um, So typically, as you know, we drink on this podcast, but with Grand being sick and me having three weddings this weekend, and I'll only get you for one of them, unfortunately. Water it is. Water it is. H2O for us tonight. Kind of boring. Wah, wah, wah. So let's move straight on to the topics. The topics at hand. Um, Corinne and I had the great, great pleasure of doing something kind of special this weekend. What what did we get to do this weekend? We photographed your sister's wedding. And was it just like everything you ever wanted it to be and more? Was it kind of the epitome of our wedding photography career? I would not say that. Oh, would you not? No, it was probably one of the most stressful weddings we have done. Oh, really? Yes. And and why? Well, for one, I was a bridesmaid. I was a bridesmaid and actually didn't pick up a camera the entire day like I was supposed to. I ended up, well, I had to watch our kids for most of the morning. Then I had to get myself ready. Then I had to help your sisters get ready. And the day went two hours past that it was supposed to. I mean, we were delayed in getting started. That's what I mean. So it was kind of chaos. Yeah, it definitely did not go quite as planned. Um, But let's back up. Was there a plan? Yeah, you made a pretty detailed timeline. for. Well, that got shot. Yeah. So there was a plan, though. (laughs) There was a plan in place. But let's back up a step here. Uh, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves uh, because I want to kind of just really quickly touch on, like, all the hats we had to wear on the wedding day. Not only, obviously, this is a family member's wedding, like an immediate family member's wedding for me personally, but we were also tasked with being the photographer, being the videographer. You were in the wedding. And you walked your sister down the aisle. I walked my sister down the aisle. Our daughter was the flower girl. Our da- That is right. I forgot about that. Our daughter was the flower girl. She's only two and a half. And so we, so we had kids there. We had Both of our kids were at this wedding. And... I mean, you practically were the wedding planner for this. Thing. Uh, I because ended up so, absolutely. My sister lives out of state, lives in South Carolina. And so didn't really plan much at all. 
correct. So we kind of helped sort of pull the whole thing together, being that they had the wedding back here in Indiana. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. And the week of the wedding, I was asked to give a toast. So I was like, I think you wrote that day, right? Uh, didn't really write anything. We just we jotted some notes down, and then I couldn't find my phone, so I just kind of completely winged it, winged it, wing, <laughs> wing, wing, wingling. Although our daughter did say, "Good job, Daddy. Good job, Daddy." Right after it was absolutely adorable. Which is from the lips of a two-year-old is the cutest, most you know, high praise thing you can ever get. <laughs> I could care less about anything anyone else thought at that wedding. Oh. But anyways, before we get all gooby and gobby over here, uh, I did want you to kind of just walk us through sort of like all of, I mean, we talked a bit about how we had all these responsibilities, but what I want to kind of convey to the listeners in is sort of like if they're asked by their brother or sister to photograph a wedding, their wedding, um, just a little glimpse, if you will, into maybe a bit of the chaos that could perhaps ensue. So kind of walk me through some of the things that maybe happened on the wedding day uh, leading up to the ceremony that perhaps like you weren't anticipating, like things that you had to do that you didn't foresee having to do. Well, for starters, at 8 a.m., we had to set up the entire venue, which... Mm. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that... I have that. never done it for any wedding, even my own. I had somebody do that. Bless them. <laughs> um, so that was crazy, and nobody was leading. So I ended up kind of taking the leadership role, which I said that's I wasn't going to do. That's my wife, Alpha Dog But Corinne. I did it. <laughs> and I hate people getting mad at me, so... Eh, that was hard, but I survived. Um, I also had to do two of your sister's hair that day. That was unexpected, but yeah. So let's talk about that for like a brief second, um, because that was really entertaining. So my sister had like one kind of oddball request um, when my mom asked if there was anything she could do for my sister, and my sister was like, "Well, I I would love a like honeymoon suite." for the oh, night of the wedding you're going mm-hmm. and so my dear mom being from out of state was like searching and googling and trying to find a hotel that offered a honeymoon suite well a lesson should be learned from this because no hotel in town apparently does a good job of marketing their rooms as honeymoon suites except the good good best western which wasn't even near where the wedding was, but it was the only hotel in town that had a honeymoon suite, which had a whirlpool hot tub type thing in the room. And so my mom booked it. It was very, very expensive. It was supposed to also have a fireplace. The pictures had a beautiful fireplace as well in the room. And it's supposed to be kind of like a suite style where there's, you know, like two rooms, one with a bed, one with a living room, kitchen kind of deal. And so we show up to this and they had the hair and makeup there as well. And oh my goodness. We were packed in there like sardines. It was so bad. It was so small, not very clean. It was as if they took one normal size hotel room and put a wall down the middle. Separating the bed from the couch. (laughs) And then just popped a bathtub in the corner 
and was like, hey, honey. You know what it reminded me of? The, like, a, um, a birthing suite that had a hot tub. The, 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 the tubs in so the room. So my sister got ready in a birthing suite. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so yeah, I, I did so much that morning. Um, my kids were dropped off. Were they tried? No, we brought them mm-hmm. at that point. They were with us. So I had my two and a half year old and seven month old during all of this. Okay. So I did two people's hair. I helped with another sister-in-law of mine, um, her hair and her makeup a little bit while watching these two kids, as well as steaming all dresses. I steamed all of the dresses that morning. I don't even know if you knew that. Well, I, I picked up the steamer. Yes, you did. So Thank I you. A, I get a little credit a for little that. A little credit, yes. Um, so anyway, it just took so long for all of these things to happen and all of us to finally get into our dresses and get everybody out of the door. And the room was a disaster. They just like a bomb went off. So talk about sardine and then having this mess. So having to organize that because, of course, the bride and groom were going to be spending the night there later. So we had to clean it up. But anyway, we finally get bride out the door and we are two hours late so i left after the bride finished her hair and makeup as most photographers do um, because i had talked her into doing her putting her dress on at the venue because if you had seen this hotel room you would have quickly realized there is no way in hell uh, she's going to put her dress on here there's no room there's not an opportunity it's not photo worthy it was definitely not attractive enough for that either exactly so i had suggested uh for going putting her dress on at the hotel also in you know to save time and just put it on at the venue um, where there'd be much more room to kind of spread out and do that and um yeah, we were supposed to do a first look. We were supposed to do all of the photos, the family photos, everything beforehand. None of that got done. And all of that got shot to hell in a handbasket <laughs> because you guys showed up an hour and a half late. Sorry. And so, and as a photographer, normally I would have been like freaking out, but because this was my sister, I was like, whatever. You really did play it cool. Well, it's kind of like there was nothing I could do. Um, and this is kind of goes back to if you are listening and you are planning a wedding for yourself, having everything at one location takes so much of the like stress out of the equation because you don't have to travel. Um, it takes all that travel time out of the timeline. And so, I mean, I was like, well, we're just going to have to do all the photos afterwards and we're just going to have to like, you know, take the timeline and just burn it. Just light it on fire. <laughs> Which actually this um, opened my eyes to, I mean, usually I'm with you when we're doing all of the in-between photos, like after the ceremony um, while the guests are having say cocktail. And it was kind of a, an eye opening experience. Usually I am with you, Dustin, when we are uh, That's me. in between love of her life. <laughs> in between ceremony and reception. Wind, wind beneath her wings. Oh dear. I'm I also roll. her dear. I roll. No, no I rolls. <laughs> Just love. <laughs> yeah, love I can't love, love, keep love. track of what I'm talking about. <laughs> um <clears throat> Anyways, I'm usually with you between <laughs> he's giving me eyebrows now. I can't focus. <laughs> mm. 
Um, Maybe we should we should have done this via like Skype, like Steve and I, but like from different rooms in the house. <laughs> Maybe really make it feel authentic. <laughs> um. Anyways, I am usually with you, and so I guess I don't get the the level of stress I got this for this particular so, wedding. Just to be clear, you're saying that I take so much stress away from you. Mm, no, I'm, I'm just I'm kind I'm, of like uh like a Zoloft. I'm just naive to it, I guess. I'm like an antidepressant. That, wait, is that kind of what you're saying? Is this what Steve has to deal with? No, this is what I have to deal with. Oh, you're playing Steve's role? <laughs> not not intentionally. Oh. <laughs> but All right. re- retentionally? Is that, That's is that not a, a word. It's not a word. Oh. You rev- e- nope. Nope. Yeah, mm. stop trying. Okay. Anyways, you were saying? Anyways... When the guests start getting antsy that the photographer is taking too long with the couple or the bridal party or whatnot, um, usually we only see a little bit of it. And I was not taking those portraits during that time, like after the wedding party stuff. When you just took the bride and groom. You were taking care of our children. (laughs) True. (laughs) Um, But after the wedding party photos, and I went. We went inside to keep warm because it was also freezing out. Um, I got the wrath of the guests and parents. So and yeah, what was that like? Like I remember, I remember you saying you were getting this wrath. But like, what was like? What were they saying? Like, who was saying things? Like, well, mother of groom. We don't care about her. Next. Oh, are you gonna say you don't care about any of these? I get it. <laughs> Oh, like who? Who else was like giving you a hard time? Um. Well, I think your mom came up to me once. We don't care about her. Next. Yes, you do. <laughs> See, he doesn't have a soul and doesn't care about other people's feelings. You're first, folks. Corinne McKibben <laughs> married a soulless man. She's really into that soullessness. She's, you know, it's just a figure of speech. It's just a figure of speech to say your husband has no soul. Oh my. Oh my what? Love, you, love of your life is that you is are that my the, you are is that you what are the say? love of my life. But you just said you didn't care about your mother. Uh, I didn't say I didn't care about my yeah, mother. You did. I don't care that my mother cared that we were still out taking pictures. Got it. And you know what? Honestly, your sister's going to look back at these photos and only see the photos. Like she's not going to know about all those people that were sitting there twiddling their thumbs. So I guess you're right. That so to answer your, answer your question, listeners, um, you're probably thinking, God, Dustin, you are such a terrible human being. You were like derailing this poor, poor couple's wedding. Um, you got all of these guests just waiting for that couple to come in so that they can have so much fun looking at them, eating, toasting, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I want you guys to know, I'm not this monster that my wife makes me out to be. I always turn to the couple and I ask them, hey guys, listen, I know you guys caused this timeline to be shot to hell, burned to a crisp, toast, imano, imano. I don't know what that means, but it felt right just saying that. But, uh, you know, if you guys want, we can cut photos short and we can get you guys into this reception. Or... You can trust me. Let me be your let me be your guide to take you down this photo journey and get you the photos you need, you want, and you deserve. And you know what, Corinne? You make every bride and groom happy. They look at me and they say, Dustin, 
if there's one thing I take away from today, I want beautiful wedding portraits. And you do that for him. And that's what we do, Corinne. That's I know. what we do. And I'm do. just saying, I feel better when I'm on that side with you. I don't like being in that reception, just getting those stares. So just to be clear, you like being with me. I do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my heart is melting. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh. Butterflies, guys. They're literally butterflies coming out of me right Aww. now. All right, let's continue down this trek, if you will. Um, so we so we got through the ceremony, no hitches, no problems there, and then we had the little the little hiccup with trying to move all of the photos to after the ceremony, which was not really planned for. Um, but we got. They through also the, did a receiving line that we didn't plan for. Yeah, that was that was a bad call on whoever or however that happened. I think I might have let that happen, unfortunately. So really the all of the bad comments from the guest was all because of you. <gasps> no. Because if that Mm-mm. 15 minute receiving line hadn't happened, we would have been on time, perfect, ready to go. Well, I've been shot down. Just saying. Just saying you are your own worst enemy. But honestly, keeping them away from their reception wasn't that bad because the reception was kind of a disaster also. I wouldn't say it was a disaster. That's a little harsh. Um, there are certain elements that happened during the reception that were perhaps, um, I mean, Corinne and I have been doing this wedding photography game for 11 years. Um, we've done, I think I counted somewhere in the neighborhood of close to 500, 600 weddings. Wow. Um, over that time period and we had something happen i mean it takes a lot it really takes it takes something out of the ordinary to surprise us and we thought we had really done a good job kind of like helping my sister plan this wedding and kind of doing our best but we can only do so much when it comes to the vendors that they selected um because they had several people that were were family friends or family. I'm not really sure. Um, and one of those people was their DJ and this wedding DJ. And this, this kind of really taught Corinne um, a lot about how important a good DJ is for a wedding. Um, because this DJ blew chunks of poop. Like he was terrible. He was awful. That was disgusting. He did not actually do that. He just was not a good DJ. I mean, it would have been kind of entertaining if he had like (laughs) dropped trout and he just like (laughs) blew chunks of of poo-poo onto the dance floor. I've been around my daughter too much. Um, But yeah, it would have been just like very, that would have been a better case scenario, I think, than what did happen. Um, But we don't really need to talk about it. I don't think we were, I mean, let's just like leave it there. All right. You want to leave it there? Just leave the listeners hanging? No. You're terrible. How? You, why would you, you want to leave the list? They are on the edge <laughs> of their seats right now. Oh, they okay. Wanna, they're thinking, so, Dustin, Corinne, you shot your sister's wedding, your most beloved sister's wedding, and what what could have possibly gone wrong that in 11 years of being in the business of weddings, you have not seen? All right. So, the DJ 
didn't want to announce names of the wedding party coming in, which fine. Okay. Just wedding party. Come on in, sit down. That's fine. Um, didn't play intro music. Well, um, he then played the wrong song for the first dance. We had to tell him, but even that, this is like normal bad DJ stuff. Like this is okay. I'm getting there. Get where does, where does the train crash? Corinne? Where does everything go okay. terribly wrong? Once they do their first dance and then we have dinner. Okay, so it was after that. It was after all of that. He plays the mother-daughter dance because mm-hmm. it was a mother-daughter dance. And then um, mother-son dance. Mm-hmm. Then... Does like uh, like the shoe game? Did like a grandmother dance? Yep, we did a grandmother dance. So we did all of these dances back to back to back to back to back. What we might call like the main events, right? But they usually don't. There's usually like gaps, like some open dancing, get people on the dance floor. He never did that. He played all of these main dances back to back, and all of a sudden we did 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 like the bouquet. Then he went into the dollar dance. Yeah, and then he did one slow song. One slow song and then left. It's, he up and left. So that last slow song, he he announced like this is going to be the last song, folks. And we're all we're all around, like, oh, like, it's the last song what? for the dollar dance. Like, cool. Like, let's get let's get the party going. We're so excited. Never I mean, played a dancing song all night, like a fun party dancing song. Well, I think you're you're missing the point, Corinne. He didn't play a dancing song because he left. Two and a half hours early. <laughs> he just decided, like, I'm getting kind of tired. I'm a little, you know, exhausted from today. I'm just going to call it a night. I'm just going to, like, going to. Was he really a wedding photographer? Ta- was he really a wedding DJ? Absolutely. Has he done this before? According to the bride and groom, he 100% does this for a living. That hurts. That is awful. Yeah. Yeah. He that's, ruined the night. Everybody immediately left. I don't it want to was, say they left because of our dancing. No. I don't think so. No? No. Maybe just your dancing? Oh, ouch. Ooh. I mean, I was the professional dancer in this relationship, mm, right? Wait, I don't think so. Maybe I I'm confusing think that. I did that. Were you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I was the one that did the pole dancing. Oh, dear. Dear? No, no, no. You know, you know, sometimes I think you just like to call me dear. Or mm. is it oh dear? Yeah, it was the Odie? Latter. Odie? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Can you tell we're getting sleepy? No, not me. I'm running on pure espresso. You did have quite a bit of coffee today. So, long story short, don't don't shoot or be a part of any sibling or family member's wedding ever at all. Oh, you can't say that. It's super stressful. Just don't do both. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite the undertaking. I learned valuable lessons. I think in retrospect, what did we learn? Like what if we could do it all over again? Um, obviously, vendor selections aside. I was going to say give them more education in picking, but you just said vendors but yeah I, I mean people will pick who they pick but i should have had an open mo- more open mind okay 
Go on. Tell me more about this mind of yours that you wish was open. Well, we do so many weddings and now we've been doing a lot of higher end weddings that this was kind of a step back. I, I don't I don't follow. Oh, uh, I mean, we had to decorate. We had to tear down. So what you're saying is that we had a lot more work involved, a little bit more sweat equity, perhaps? Um, sure. But I'm just saying, like, they didn't, they clearly didn't pay for a DJ either. It was a gift from, because it was like a family member or something. Right. So because all of these family things, ha- like, happened i mean also his family did the food so everything was pretty much family so you have you can't really control when when you're here your family (laughs) i guess (laughs) now pass the breadsticks what it's the tagline for olive garden okay come on i did not follow that one oh my gosh when you're here your olive garden oh my gracious i don't know the last time i've eaten at olive garden i don't know that's because you haven't eaten carbs that would be you you've been eating carbs i've not definitely eating carbs (laughs) and i'm hungry all right (laughs) so i don't know i guess what i've taken away from it is like if we could have done it again is i would have put my foot down and said that you shouldn't have been a bridesmaid oh you needed my help I you needed more help. More. I would have loved your help. <laughs> I, I think that that would have, it would have taken less stress. It would have taken stress off of you. It would have taken stress off of me. It did feel weird not having a camera. Being on the other side, it was definitely weird. Like weird good or weird bad? Um, I don't know. I mean, parts of it both. I mean, it was nice, like walking down the aisle and standing there watching your sister get married. That was amazing. I mean, I actually got to uh, have tears in my eyes. Usually I'm trying to photograph other people having tears in their eyes. Yeah, see, I didn't even get to enjoy my own sister's ceremony because I had to photograph it. I literally walked her down the aisle. And I turned to left, mm-hmm. grabbed a camera that I had positioned uh, by the front pew and and started snapping away. We did have we did have a little help. I can't take all of the credit. Our amazing intern Lily. Oh, she did wonderful. She was there kind of picking up any slack that we were leaving and I'm sure we left plenty of slack um, to be had. But yeah, so um, we'll get some pictures posted up. You guys can see see the final end results. Of the photo and video. They're already looking amazing, so I mean, it all turned out you, you wonderful. You sound surprised. You sound surprised. Well, with all of this negative talk, I just wanted to tell everybody that the photos are still stunning. That's that's kind of my big takeaway is like you can have a wedding train wreck and Dustin and Corinne photography can still make the day shine, even without the Corinne portion of that. I was that. just going to say, you kind of took, the, took it for this one. But... um. Yeah, and maybe double check with your DJ if he's going to stay the whole time. <laughs> right. So we had a, we're kind of like, like moving on, I think at this point, we kind of mm-hmm. beat that topic into the into the ground a little yes. bit. Um, so I wanted to move on to um, something that's kind of been on my mind a lot recently, and that is sort of our client meetings like how we meet with clients, what that looks like for us, and sort of how we how we approach the sales 
salesiness of what we have to do as wedding photographers? Well, before kids, we used to do it in our living room. Um, personal touch. We had our wedding photos behind us and we had um, past client pictures past client pictures on um, our big screen TV in our living room and it was comfy, cozy and we made cookies and uh, I made cookies. And, I, um, I ate cookies. <laughs> and I it was fat. great. But having kids and, and dogs and a messy house kind of changed that and so we're kind of having our meetings at starbucks or coffee shops now yeah we've we've reverted back to the coffee shop mentality not not necessarily loving that it's definitely eased things up on our housekeeping routine um but more importantly i i wanted to kind of start switching and this is corinne's looking at me because this is something i haven't even spoken to her about yet we don't talk much during wedding season well especially during the fall (laughs) Um, but I wanted to start switching how we sell ourselves. And what I mean by that is I'm, I'm kind of, I'm noticing sort of my mindset needing to shift in the sense of how we position our brand. Um, and I wanted to kind of share this with you guys out there, um, because I think this is important, um, for anyone who's been doing this for a long time. And what I'm starting to realize is, you know, there's, as cameras get better and as more and more photographers emerge into the marketplace um, and competition gets steeper, you're gonna you're gonna see that the the ability to take what I'm gonna call a pretty picture, um, you know, a 50 millimeter f1.4 photo, it, it's gonna be harder for a bride to distinguish the difference. And so when brides are trying to compare apples to apples between photographers and they see, you know, a pretty square space site with, you know, low depth of field portraits and then, you know, our photos and other people's, you know, they're not going to really have a trained eye to, you know, be like, oh, Dustin and Grins, like theirs look different than Jack and Jill Studios. Um, so what? What I'm thinking about doing and where this kind of spawned is we had a bride recently um, that we we just wrapped up her wedding this week and she sent us the, the sweetest text message and the most rave review on Facebook and what it kind of opened my eyes to and I've, and I've always known this um, is and Corinne kind of alluded to this earlier is we just we do so much more than take pictures on the wedding day. And before the wedding day even comes to be. And so what I want to start pushing with our with our business is sort of the all of these other things that go into what we do for our couples. And I mean, it used to be that just this was just like who we are. Corinne and I are our servants at heart. We we over deliver on every aspect of the wedding day. Absolutely. Um, but we we. I think it's time that we finally start kind of using that as a sales tactic um, to really highlight that as a differential fact of what we do versus the new photographer out of the gate because... So I'm going to have more uh, titles after my name. Professional (laughs) Bustler. Professional. Every day I'm bustling, bustling, bustling. (laughs) bustling. Um, 
Sorry, I, I turn everything into that jingle. <laughs> As our longtime favorite listener, uh, other than Louis Novak, Luke McBride knows, uh, when he's helping us shoot video, I always use the uh, little tagline, every day I'm gimbaling, gimbaling. No, that one's not as funny. Mm. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've said that so many times on the shoots we've had the past few weeks that I've forgotten what the actual words to the song were. And he had to remind me. That's how bad it got. <laughs> but yeah, so back to Corinne derailing me from my t- my thought process there. Um, she's so Steve-like tonight. It's ridiculous. Usually you're the one doing that. I'm usually the one what, looking as cute and cuddly as Steven? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, I was just, I'm thinking that like, and and listeners feel free to message us if this is something you guys have thought of or if this is something you guys have come across um i just i want to position ourselves in a way where we're not just selling pretty pictures we're actually selling the experience of working with us and what and what that means and and i'm still trying to tool in on how to go about that like how are you trying to say we're planners yeah, but I don't. So what my fear is with that is if we, because we already kind of like you tell, do the timelines. Yeah, we already. I mean, being from a smaller market like Fort Wayne, um, you, there just aren't wedding planners here. There's not. There's not the resources available that bigger cities have. There are a few. There are a few, but nine times out of 10, the brides here don't have a budget that's going to allow, allow them to have a planner. And the planners that we have here typically aren't worth the money. No, because you and I, you and I keep the wedding day going anyway. We communicate with the DJs. We tell them, okay, let's move on to this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Like we are running the show. And, And these are things Corinne and I have just done so long that we just assume every other photographer does it too. And we're realizing when we have conversations with photographers in other markets that this is not something that's common. This is something very out of the ordinary, um, especially in bigger cities. Like photographers typically work with wedding planners. Like that's just like a thing, like a bride hires a wedding planner and they await the timeline and all of the details and the coordination from that person. So they are literally flies on the wall? Yeah. Hmm. So like, for example, when we did that wedding at IU, when she had that wedding planner, like, remember how we literally were just like, we were told what was going on and when, and everyone knew everything and we didn't have to, we didn't have to do anything, but just take pictures. And it was hard for us. (laughs) Right. It was, it was amazing to have that stress taken away from us, but it's, it's a stress that we're so used to that it's, it's second nature. We like to be in control. It's definitely turned us into control freaks. That yeah. it, that is for sure. We don't like being not in control, though. Right. <laughs> like when we have a planner, it's hard for us to take a step back. Yeah, most of the time We're we just railroad railroad planners if we don't feel that they're really there for a purpose. Absolutely. Most planners in our market are just glorified decorators that charge a little bit extra to be day of planners. Um. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, So yeah, I guess what I'm trying to get at here is we're just trying to figure out a way to um, 
I don't know if that's through like a promo video or if that's through client testimonial videos or what that looks like, um, but trying to elevate our brand in a way where we're more than just pretty pictures. And, we, and we've had a lot of this just through spoken word recommendations and referrals um, and like glowing reviews on Facebook and, you know, like this bride gave us this little text just saying like, I did not even realize when I hired you guys, like how much more you guys were going to do for us. Like at this particular wedding, like Corinne was running back and forth to get things from the getting ready room. Totally matched my, uh, my rings on my Apple watch like four times. <laughs> yes. We definitely got our steps in at <laughs> yes, this wedding. There you go. Um, but just like, and this, but this is something we do at every wedding. And so, you know, I'm kind just of a built-in bridesmaid. Yeah, and that's something we I think we used to do a better job of like explaining to couples is like when they choose their photographer, you're really picking someone that's going to be in your wedding party. It's got to be someone that you know, and I feel like we do way more than the wedding party does on a wedding day. Oh, like totally. Like we'll be like I'm holding the dress. I'll be like, I've, hey, can I've someone... carried I've carried the bride over mud. At at least five weddings. Yeah. So, anyways, I want you guys to kind of like stay tuned as Kryn and I kind of figure out this evolution of how we're going to take things in sort of not a new direction, but just sort of like uh, from a marketing perspective, how we're going to. Uh, try to convey this new element of what we're trying to use as a sales tactic. And it's not really a salesy thing because it is what we already do. It's not anything that costs our brides any more money. It's just a differential type of thing. Is, am I saying that right? Separating it, us from the rest. Yeah, because in, in a crowded marketplace, you've got to figure out a way to sort of make you, know, you look better or better different than the next guy you want to stand out and when you're married to this beautiful woman oh you're always standing out standing out in the cold wishing she'd let you in oh whoa Mm. what is that supposed to mean i don't know (laughs) so um i mean before steve left for his uh epic florida vacation that he was unwilling to podcast from <clears throat> no bitterness there uh but i which, got i'm here yes yes you are here you live with me you had no choice <laughs> um but you wanted to be here right yeah, like, yeah yeah i mean i'm usually in bed at this hour but yes this is way past your bedtime um <laughs> But Steve did leave us with one very critical, important topic that he thought was worth worth our time to discuss this evening. Um, this is something that he thought was near and dear to the listeners of this podcast. This is something he thought um, everybody would just really take a lot of value away from and perhaps could maybe change the way they approach wedding photography. Um, I was curious, Corinne, could you share with us what that topic is? Do you shoot with your left eye open? Wow. I mean, just the, the way you say that, I get, <laughs> I get chills. I get goosebumps. I honestly can't tell you what I do. I've been trying to think about it, <laughs> and I don't know if I do or not. Do you shoot with your left eye or your right eye? You don't even know. I shoot with my right eye. 
Are you right-eyed or left-eyed? <laughs> I shoot with my right eye. Okay. Check. And Got I that think, figured out. I think, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I think I I close my left eye if it's bright out, but I think I leave it open most of the other time. I'm a really bad winker. Like, I can't wink without making a funny face, so I don't think I shut my eye. Why Why do you wink funny? I don't know. I those muscles. I'm not she very good at it. She just winked at me. I didn't think it was that funny. It was kind of cute. I was kind of like turned on. Just <laughs> I must be getting better at it. So maybe I do shut have my eye. Been, have you been working on your winking? I have been working on my have winking. You been winking at people. <laughs> are you Are you winking on me? No, I think me? that it's just oh, we're in the heat of wedding season, and I'm photographing a lot. So maybe my wink muscles are getting stronger. Mm, mm, mm. So I must shut my eye. I really don't know. What do you do? That's a great question. Um, it depends on the portion of the day. Um, as a seasoned professional wedding photographer, um, as some may say, grand master wedding photographer extraordinaire of the His great, head's gonna explode great city of Fort Wayne. I, this, these are not things that I, ego. these are not titles I've given myself, Grand. These are titles that those of oh, great power and explode. great responsibility have. It's going to explode, people. Okay. You know, I'm just, I'm just a mere man with a camera. But <laughs> so... As a man looking for moments and moments that need to be photographed, I keep both eyes open all the time. Um, he is very observant. I will say that. So I've got one eye, the right eye, the best eye, looking through the camera, taking the picture, while the left eye is looking around. I don't actually think that's physically possible. And I did go to school for anatomy and stuff <laughs> anatomy and stuff that is that exactly what your degree says i told says? you i'm tired i'm a doctor of anatomy and stuff and stuff yeah yeah mm-hmm. i would love it if that was a real thing <laughs> so so what did you graduate with i so stop. i'm i'm a doctor of anatomy and stuff you know we we just kind of cover the uh, the base anatomy and then i'm really good at the other stuff too anyway we don't need to get into the specifics but um, yeah, so I keep my left eye open. Um, when I'm doing the portrait portion of the day, I do close it to give it a little rest um, because <laughs> there's not really anything I need to be like looking for. And it works really hard. And, you know, I like to give it a little break sometimes. Oh, you are so silly. No, this is just, this is the real deal, babe. Oh, okay. I'm not fluffing this. Mm. This is what we bring to the, the content we bring to the wedding photo hangover community, pure truth. No fake news here, babe. Sorry, everybody. He's a little crazy. She married me. <laughs> but yeah, so I shoot with both eyes open and and then I give it a little rest during portraits because it looks a little wonky when I'm rolling my eyes at them being terrible models. And so I got to keep it close. So they don't see the uh, the look in my eyes. Does that, does that answer your question, Steve? Steve, I need a silent yes. A hard silent yes, Steve. Sorry, guys. Steve is, he's left the building. He's right, he's barebacking Mickey Mouse. Whoa, too far, Corinne. Oh, dear. What do you think Jen and Steve are doing in Disney right now as we speak? They're doing the not-so-scary Halloween. No, I mean exactly what they're doing. Well, they're sleeping because it's late. 
And they just did Magic Kingdom all day. I imagine, if I had to imagine, I imagine they dropped their kids off at the hotel, they tucked them into bed, and they are just gallivanting through Epcot right now. No way. Just like partying hard. No way. I mean, Jen's got the wine bottle. Steve's got 15 beers taped to his belt. 15. 15. It's a good number. Whoa. He can do 16, but he wanted to go easy. (laughs) And they're just running through Epcot, just chasing all those Disney characters. Maybe in their dreams. Yeah, they're probably sleeping. (laughs) But so that's it for topics. should Should we answer some questions? Sure thing. Do you want to do you want to take this over to question time? Sure thing. Corinne, do you do you want to go over to questions? Sure. Babe, questions. Let's do it. You are so good at this game. Let's do some Q and A. Let's do it. Do you want to take the first one, or would you like me to? Um, I can read it if that's what you're saying. All right, I'll take it then. So, <laughs> Bill Johns from our Facebook group, the Wedding Photo Hangover Facebook group that everyone should be a part of, um, asked this great, great question, um, which I am so interested to know your thoughts on, Kren. So, building upon a previous question about keeping photos on your website if a couple gets divorced. Have you gotten to the point where you can almost tell that a couple isn't going to stay together? There have been several couples whose wedding I have shot that I could just tell on their wedding day that it wouldn't last long. Everybody else has or have a couple of couples that you just know on their wedding day that they won't stay married. You've actually got a good, uh, what's the word am I looking for? It I, is late. Corinne, what words are you looking oh, for? I don't know. Words are Corinne, gone. Corinne, bring me some words. <laughs> do, do we need to call, do we need to call the word man? Uh, the word smith? You take over. You've got a good wedding for this. Which wedding? I don't even know which wedding you're the talking The New York about. wedding that I didn't go to. Oh, I mean, we had a wedding. She was a bit of a bridezilla. A Darn bit? It. She was all of a bridezilla. Yeah. And maybe a little more. Yeah, these are just the things he's told me about this wedding, but it's pretty bad. But I mean, they're still together, so. Oh, true. I mean, it was definitely a couple that if I had to take a gamble on, they would have been ones that, I mean, this groom was the sweetest human being. And this woman was terrible. To everyone, including the groom. I mean, to the point where I hadn't even met her yet, and people were already apologizing for her to me. And I was like, well, she can't be that bad. And oh my gosh, she was worse than bad. I don't even know what word to use to describe her. But let's just say I was so glad Corinne wasn't at this wedding. I would have shut down. Or shut her down. <laughs> one or the other. Yeah. And uh, the second. And I'm not like that. <laughs> and I because I hired a second photographer, a local second photographer to shoot this with me from New York. And um, that she. That photographer went to you and whispered. Yeah, she came to me at the end of the night and just said, 
I'm so depressed right now because this groom is literally one of the sweetest grooms we've like I've ever worked with and he deserves so much better than her. Well, he he she, the photographer looked at you and said they're going to get divorced. And I was just like, I don't know what to tell you. They've been together forever and they breaking news they're expecting. Oh, whoa, I didn't know that. So, yeah, it's uh it's a little it's a little bad, but I guess this is when I saw this question, I was thinking about like, so like we have that proofing site and, uh, and it like, we don't ever take any weddings down off of it and we've had couples get divorced. So do you think we like, should we be taking their photos down? I've never thought about that. Uh, unless the client asks for their photos to be taken down. I, I wouldn't, it's giving future clients something to look at um I mean, we have plenty for future clients to look at well then i i don't know i don't know if we should take them down i actually don't uh dehandle the website so i wouldn't even know know what you would do with that yeah i mean we i wouldn't say we've had a tremendous amount get divorced but um it's definitely you know like maybe five that i know of have gotten divorced so what are your thoughts? I honestly don't uh, don't know if like what the ethical thing is to do. If they get divorced, part of me thinks, yeah, you should take it down. Should take down proof of that. Yeah, but, but then, so then on the other hand, they're like, a lot goes into a wedding day. And like, what if like a parent wants to like go on and like check it out down the road? Or for those photos that or, didn't yeah. have the bride and groom in right, it. Right, like and the they have guest like a family or the photo. bridal party or whatever. I think it's perfectly fine to keep them up. I, I don't think it's a big deal either way. I know that sounds bad, I guess. So you don't care? Careless? Soulless? Definitely not. But... I guess I haven't dealt with this, so I don't know. I could see it go both ways. Would you like to move on and take yes, the next I'll question? Yes, I'll take the next question. Rachel from Facebook Groups. Your name as your brand or no? Why or why not? What's What would you say? Um, well, our can, brand... Can you explain the question for those out there who might not completely understand what well, Rachel's asking? For my understanding is, do you use your name for your brand or should you not use your name? Is that is that what I'm understanding? Yeah. So like, for example, would you be, you know, Dustin and Corinne wedding photography? Like, you know, someone's... Us? Oh, is uh, that us? Us. That sounds good. Though. Yeah. That's a good name. It's a good brand. <laughs> um, for or us, it works. like... Um, bumblebee photography or something like that. Um, sorry if there is a bumblebee photography out there. He was trying to come up with something. <laughs> there was a lot of bees today during my photo shoot. So <laughs> um, I actually killed one with a us? shoe. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my. Um, for us, it really works. Um, it's a personal touch. The once we meet with a couple, they. They, I don't know, just feel it's more familiar. Like they are working with a personal couple. Like they know us before they even work with us kind of a thing. Um, I don't know. What else, Dustin? Why? 
In your opinion, why did we go with Dustin and Corinne as our brand? No idea. Mm-mm. <laughs> this is why I run this <laughs> this side of things. Um, so, so we've had a few brands along the way. Um, my very first brand back when I was in high school was called Flash. Flash Photography, <laughs> named after my favorite uh, superhero. Um, and I thought it was super creative. I still think it has merit, even though I was teased a lot in college. Um, but that's that's where I started was with that. And then, of course, I had a big ego because I thought I was the, the hot cheese. And so I changed it to my last name, McKibben which was photography. McKibben Photography. And then I realized... Uh, for some reason, people have trouble pronouncing my last name. And spelling it. And spelling it, even though it's rather simple mm-hmm. and rather phonetically easy to to pronounce. Um, but then when Corinne and I started shooting together, um, I realized that my biggest competition was females. And that by kind of incorporating our first names instead of just my last name brought the feminine touch yeah and it it also made it like we weren't trying to sell photography we were trying to sell us and it sort of at that time kind of changed the game in in the way we did things it made it more about what we were and what we represented versus just wedding photos. Which is exactly what you were just talking about earlier about changing things or evolving them a little bit and feeding into that exactly husband and wife team a little bit more. Yeah, kind of getting back to the roots of why we did did things the way we did them. Um, so to answer your question though, Rachel, um, sort of the pros and cons are the pro of it being your name is it becomes, you know, it's a very easy, um, like it's a very easy branding move to make because you are the brand. Um, I think it has a personal touch to it. It's a personal touch. So if you want to do Instagram marketing, Facebook marketing, it's very easy to market an individual. Um, it, it, it's easier to grow a business like that because personal marketing is where it's at, at least right now. Now, the con of that is, and Steve would be better at talking about this than me, perhaps, is that it becomes challenging to grow your business as a one person. And this is something Corinne and I have kind of experienced a little bit as we try to kind of figure out and navigate this whole like associate photographer thing. And that is that it's it's kind of challenging to book an associate photographer when someone comes to the door looking for Dustin and Corinne and you tell them Dustin and Corinne aren't available, but, you know, Jack and Jill are or whomever. Um, and so we've kind of had to figure out creative ways to do that in how we market that. And so that kind of brings me to option number two, which Rachel was asking about doing a brand that's a little bit more, I don't want to say generic, but something that's not your name. Like 
sunshine photography or whatever. Um, so pros about that are that then if you ever wanted to expand the business and have multiple photographers, the brand is based around a company and not an individual. Now that's not to say as an individual, you can't build a brand into something bigger. It's just like I said, it's a little bit more challenging because the expectation from the client's side of things is that when they come to Rachel B photography, they're going to get Rachel B. Um, now you, I'm sure there are creative solutions around how to prevent that, but we have yet to kind of figure out the best way to navigate that, I guess, would you say? Mm-hmm. So now I know like, um, we interviewed a while back, we interviewed Ben Hartley, who, I mean, it used to be Ben and Les and he and his wife had like the whole husband wife thing similar to Corinne and I. And then when they switched their brand to style and story, they struggled a little bit with that transition because people didn't really, you know, exactly know who they were getting, what they were getting. And so they had to retool their system and how they approached sort of the studio-esque-ness of that. But they had to because they wanted to switch to sort of that multiple that multiple shooter uh, arena where they could have multiple photographers and it not be about any one of them at a time. So those are kind of just some of the basic pros and cons. I mean, Corinne, would you say there are any like cons to being like a bumblebee photography? I like that we're Dustin and Corinne photography. And I haven't really thought about being anything else. Again, this is your side of things. I will say our video company, when you came home that one day saying, what do you think about Big Burrito? I'm like, that's a silly name. I'm like, oh, I already bought it. <laughs> but you remember that name. Oh, of course. Everybody remembers that name. It's very weird. Um, so also but- kind of... Uh, uh, to kind of go off of what Crin's talking about, like another reason you might not want to use your name is simply for liability purposes. So like she was stating like our video company that we own um, is not our names. It's something completely and entirely different. And that's to separate things. If something goes wrong in the video end of what we do, you know, we want that, that photography brand that we've worked so hard to build to be sort of sheltered from any fallout that a bride, you know, might have with our video side of things. Um, and we keep them very separate, at least as much as we possibly can. Um, when someone hires us for photo and video, they are hiring two separate companies. There are two separate contracts, two separate deposits. Um, As you can tell, Dustin manages all of this side of stuff. But yeah, so I think, I think Rachel, I think we kind of answered that. Let's, let's move onward and upward. So Katie from our Facebook group, um, for wedding photography, do you prefer to use 32 gig or 64 gig? cards this is this is a very deep question Karen. this is perhaps maybe the the deepest question and this is a technical thing so it is all you babe well no i think i think this kind of i want i pulled this question out of the deep interweb specifically for you you're looking at me like but dustin this is tech 
I don't do any of you hand me a camera, you have shown me how to use that camera and that is what I use. <laughs> but but at the same time, you know, on a wedding day, so what this question for me goes back to is do you like switching memory cards on a no. wedding day? I like a sixty four gig and I like to keep one card in it the whole day. Because you shoot so much. I I am trigger happy. I am trigger happy. And so if I put 32 gig cards in the camera, we would have to change them out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in fact, we've actually started switching to 128 gig yeah, cards. I was, yeah, I was going to say, usually I have 128. Um, I do understand 32, like if something were to go wrong with a card. Um, I'm about to I'm about to blow your world. Oh, what? And, I mean, Stephen and I have had this conversation already, oh. but um, nine times out of ten, a card goes bad because you're switching because it you're out. switching it out. So by leaving the same card in your camera all day long and never switching it out it's until you're safer. in the safety and security of your home or somewhere well lit where you can have, make sure you got the camera off. You know, everything's good. You're not like standing next to an electrical storm and you pull that memory card out and just pop it in your sweet, sweet memory card reader um, that is a good memory card reader that is of good high quality. And you get that offloaded onto your computer or hard drive right away. And nine times out of 10, you will never have a problem um, if it's a name brand uh, reputable memory card. I'd say more than nine times out of ten, right? Is, is there more than nine times out of ten? Would yeah, you say ten point nine? Oh, we're going into decimals. Yeah. My goodness, woman, intensity. Um. So, Katie, to answer your question, what I do is I shoot on the highest gigabyte card I would need, where I do not have to switch cards. Uh, so, for Corinne and I, that is typically a sixty-four gig, or uh, if it's a long day, a hundred and twenty-eight gig card uh, in all of our cameras, and we do not switch. And those cards do not come out of our cameras until I am back at my office that night, offloading those cards. And unless maybe we're traveling for a wedding, in which case, you know, I'll try to offload them at the hotel. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of really, that's, that's really the episode, Kren. We You, you kind of killed it. You really just crushed it. I don't know if, uh, I'm, I'm that great at this, but first time for everything. I mean, normally you're the most talkative human being I've ever encountered, and uh, it's I think a little quiet, a little, little quiet, a little quiet. Okay, it could be because you're half asleep, mm. drugged up on cough drops and cough medicine. I can't have cough medicine. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to admit you have a problem. I have not taken cough medicine. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to lie to us. I am not lying. We're all here to support you. Oh, you're gonna make me mad now. Oh, we like it when you're mad. Welcome to our marriage. We like it when you're mad. I like to smell what the rock is cooking. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know who you are. Oh, dear. Oh, my. <laughs> is there anything you'd like to add to our listeners? Anything? I mean, I feel like you are an inspiration 
to the wives out there or the husbands out there that perhaps, you know, might shoot alongside their spouse and perhaps, you know, maybe aren't all in. They're not as involved as per se, um, everyone else is. And, uh, you know, I just, I want you to kind of just take a moment. I want you to reach out and just give them a little hope. Well, it's sometimes difficult to work with your spouse, but I have, I am trying to, uh, view it a little bit differently. So now I try to think of it as just spending the day with my husband. Um, I know he's looking at me like, really? And I have, I've been trying to think of that instead of getting mad at you for bossing me around. I'm, you're just in the zone. You are working. You're trying to give the clients the best possible photos of their special day. So I try to read your mind as much as I can, which I think I do most of the time. Um, but if you get upset or you're really in the zone, I just try to let it brush off my shoulders and not get upset. But that's kind of hard when you're working with your spouse. So um, that's the, the good and the bad. Do you have any like specific tips you could give people that work with their spouse? These are loaded questions when I'm half asleep and you didn't prep me for it. They don't have to be specific tips. They could be super vague tips. Um, Just give them just the tip, just for a second. Oh, dear. Um, (laughs) Vince Vaughn would be proud of that reference. He he would. He would. Um, Go Wedding Crashers, which is one of our favorite movies. Mm, Is it? It's one of mine. (laughs) It's been a long time since I've seen it, though. Um, Hmm. That's how we got inspired to shoot weddings. <laughs> I don't know. About we just that. want to crash them. I got married into this, <laughs> but I think I've gotten pretty good at it. Um. Oh, I. I cannot think of any like one awesome. Doesn't have to be piece awesome. of advice. It could be average, average piece of advice. Why I can't think of anything right now. Just like uh, I'm ruining the podcast. The podcast was ruined already. Uh, oh wow! No, not by you. Mm-hmm. The moment Steve stepped onto the stage, really went down. No, I'm not cut out for this. <laughs> He's definitely got a voice for radio. Oh, thanks. Although it's kind of a, a sick. I've got a head cold right now, so. Perfect. Thank- I'll think on that question and have a better answer <laughs> next time I do this. Next time you're invited back. If I'm invited back. So you know what that means? We're done with this podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with yours truly, Dustin and Corinne. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. Not one, not two, not even three. And we're going to just skip four. Go right on up to a five-star review. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter, which is more Steve than me, at Wed Pick Hangover. And you can find us, me and Corinne, that is, on Instagram at Dustin and Corinne. If you want to get involved with an awesome community of listeners, join us at the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. 
If you really want to warm our hearts and just make us feel like the cat's meow, you can jump on over to our Anchor page where we host this great, great podcast and you can support us for as little as 99 cents a month. It's extremely helpful and it keeps us motivated and going and it really shows us that you love us because that's really what this is all about. It's just love, sweet, sweet love. And so with that being said, I just want to thank you all for listening and we'll see you the next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet, sweet embrace of death. That's right, next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. Thanks, Chris. Good night.